No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. Well, not exactly quite yet. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards, and uh, Bruce Fleury is going to be joining us in just a moment or two. We've had a little uh, technical snafu, but uh, welcome to the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan on WWAM 1600 AM. And of course, you can dial in and uh, smile, of course, and dial and uh, join the conversation. Lots of things to cover this day. And uh, I think one thing I'm going to be covering a little later is about the two-party system and uh, what is really behind that? Uh, looking around the great country, the United States of America, we find that uh, there are some good things happening and a lot of silly stuff and stupid stuff and bad stuff and whatever, everything in between, I tell you. Um, normally, I don't talk about the NBA very much because um, I'm no longer a fan of that organization or the players, but there is one player I've got to give a tip of the hat to, a little bit of respect. have got to show him a little love today. His name is Kyrie Irving. He used to be with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's now with the Boston Celtics. And he took a stand. He said, you know what? I do not want to take the jab. I'm not jabbing up. Not for me. No way, Jose. And because of that, the NBA has said, well, you cannot play. You want you don't want to jab up. You are not going to play. You're going to be used, losing an over $400,000 per game. What a contract. Well, the good news is that uh, he has already earned many millions of dollars. And um, unlike a lot of the players, he's been a very good uh, role model, uh, doing a lot of uh, charitable uh, favors, not favors, but uh, charitable charitable duties around uh, the city of Boston and uh, things of that nature, helping out folks. And they have turned on this man like a snake and they are just condemning him. How dare he? They're calling him selfish because um, of his absence, they don't have a they have a lesser chance of um, making it to the uh, finals or whatever. I'm sorry, he's with the new um, uh, New York. Uh, he's with the New York team, not with the Boston Celtics. He was with them, but he left, and he's uh, with the New York team. I forget which one. It's not the Knicks. Uh, shows you how much I keep up with the NBA. But anyway, the fact of the matter is Kyrie Irving is being trashed and condemned. And I just don't think that's right. I think it's uh, just shows you how hypocritical and how wicked the left is and how controlling they are. Uh, they, they don't understand that. Uh, well, they understand, but they want to just totally wipe out uh, free choice, freedom of choice. And um, it, it, the hypocrisy of the left just is, uh, is just unending. John Gruden. John Gruden, um, football coach uh, with the uh, Los Angeles Raiders. Well, he had to quit because of um, some untoward uh, emails from, what, 10 or 11 years ago. Um, They say that I haven't seen any of the emails. They say they had uh, racist 
uh, connotations or whatever. But when you look at the personal relationships of most of the people that knew that know him, they say, well, he's never carried himself that way towards me. And he's always been a good guy and all that. And I, I just think that um, it's kind of uh, wrong. And, um, you know, John Gruden, he I'm sorry, I haven't been keeping up with the uh, NFL either. John Gruden has, was with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, I told you guys uh, months ago when uh, they started going um, woke in the NFL and the NBA, I, I haven't been paying attention to the details. And so uh, that's true. And that's showing itself. But uh, the fact of the matter, do you think um, that it was right for them to cause uh, Mr. Gruden to be fired when you consider what many of the politicians who are in office are doing to this country, literally killing this country, whether it's nasty Pelosi, whether it's uh, Governor Wichmer of uh, Michigan, whether it's the uh, liberal Republican legislature here in Michigan who are not standing up for uh, what is right uh, in a strong manner. There's a few in Michigan that are doing that in the legislature, but not enough, not enough. The majority of them are Wimpus Americanus Apologeticus and kissing the backside of Wich Wichmer or allowing her to do whatever and it's, it's called the go along to get along gang. And do you think when you consider that um, uh, you have these 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 the, these Republicans, these rhinos and these Democrats who have been working together doing horrible things, um, both in in government and outside of government. And uh, a lot more things are going to be revealed. Look at Hunter Biden. Look at that situation. Hey, the left looks the other way. It's OK. You can do whatever you want and make dirty deals with uh, China and other nations and uh, help pay your father's bills. So when he was a vice president and, and do all kinds of things, but Hey, no problem. Big daddy, uh, uncle Joe can stay in office. No problem. Hey. And uh, the, the hypocrisy just continues to pile up like, uh, like, you know what? Um, and so uh, you've got the city of Chicago. Uh, what a situation over there. Mayor Lighthead uh, and the police union are, are, are squaring off. And the police union is in the right, by the way, in this situation. She wants, she's mandating everyone get the jab. And over half of the police are saying, no, we're not going to do it. Not going to happen. And uh, so they're squaring off in court. I mean, the madness continues over this stupid jab that should not have ever happened, by the way. Uh, kudos to the Senate of uh, Texas. Uh, they passed a bill requiring athletes to compete on the team that matches their birth gender, not the one they make up, not the figment of their imagination. Uh, that's good. Um, but just beware, there's always a liberal or leftist judge, black robe gone wild, standing by to um, try to make law. Um, so you can dial in and we've got many other uh, subject matters uh, to to cover netflix fires organize, organizer of the trans employee walkout over leaking confidential information well who cares about that uh netflix uh, that's another sinking ship that uh, should go ahead and be gone as far as i am concerned and my friends you know um it, it's it's really 
it's really, really, really getting really tight in this country and even around the world. You've got a situation in um, the Middle East there where um, 10 nations, including the United States and Japan, are funding the building of 25 dams in the Euphrates, uh, the Tigris and the Euphrates area in order to dry up that area. Now, isn't it's funny because that lines up with biblical prophecy, which talks about how those nations will be able to walk over dry land and um, go straight into Israel. It, it is amazing how you're seeing biblical prophecy even lining up and uh, being um, revealed and happening before our eyes. It is my prayer that the United States somehow back out of that because um, the blood will also be on her hands if something does happen to Israel because of that. Is there anything about the so-called presidential administration that isn't phony, pandering, condescending, or false, my friends? Somehow when she's supposed to be minding our southern border, the government that is, alleged Vice President Kamala Harris found time to make a little video for NASA. You know, those guys who once used to send men to the moon and were planning on going to Mars? In Get Serious, Ms. Borders frolics with a pack of cute, enthusiastic, bubbly children. I put children in quotes because they're all professional child actors, reading lines written by others. It's always disgusting when adults exploit children for political ends. <sighs> I mean, I don't know if you saw that, that video. It was frightening. It was frightening because of the embarrassment level the image of our country uh, under this administration. Uh, is uh, Bruce there yet? Uh, okay. Hey, Bruce, you're there. Uh, I'm sorry, I just kept going on and on and on, man, like uh, the Ever-Ready uh, Bunny there. Uh, can you hear me, Ron? Yes, yes. Okay, but yeah, I'm, I'm still working through this uh, technical difficulty. That's a problem with these computers, you know, when they restart and they take forever. Anyway, I'm working yeah. on this end, but uh, I guess I'll hang with you on the phone until I can get this thing straightened out. Might okay. have to call the computer whiz, uh, uh, the, the, the lovely and gracious Jan Fleury, into their room to take care of this. But, uh, yeah, Ryan, you're so right about this. And, and uh, nothing, and talking about abusing children, nothing says child abuse like what's been going on down in Loudoun County, Virginia, for the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I alluded to this. I alluded to this last week in a larger context about the school, uh, the uh, the parents being upset at the school board for the, uh, you know, the uh, first of all the mask mandates for one thing, uh, then the uh, the uh, teaching of critical race theory and that. And I have some thoughts on that, but this uh, this policy, this transgender uh, bathroom policy and locker room policy that they adopted, is proving to be disastrous uh, in at least one case where the, uh, a a uh, a young ninth grade uh, student was uh, assaulted. A female student was assaulted in the girls' bathroom by a mm -hmm. uh, so-called uh, transgender male student wearing a skirt. And uh, at first, the school. What we're finding out right. What we're finding out right now is that the, the day this happened, the, uh, the the mother called the father and reported it, and he went down to the school to raise, you know, holy double H E hockey sticks, right? And, and uh, they uh, tried to cover it up, uh, which is just amazing to me, saying that uh, the, uh, the the principal said they wanted to keep this thing in-house, Ron. 
and they didn't want it getting, which meant they didn't want it getting out. They didn't want this, this, uh, this uh, cover-up to be made public. Well, apparently, evidently, it was made public, but not before the, uh, the, uh, the father was beaten to a pulp at a subsequent school board meeting for trying to bring this to the attention of, the, uh, of, of, the, of the, uh, those in attendance as well as the school board. And one school board member named Beth Bartz has resigned over this. Okay, now he, she has some baggage, too, and not just because of this. This was the, the, the final straw. Uh, she has been a uh, progressive member, and you, we know progressive means uh, you know, borderline communist, right? <laughs> or uh-huh. flat-out uh, uh on the school board. And uh, right now, folks, it's uh, 9.15, or 9, a little bit after that, on the uh, Abolitionist Roundtable in Michigan here. But getting back to this real quick, to, to make a long story short, she's resigned amid some other baggage, uh, you know, that uh, that uh, had her evidently uh, giving out uh, personal information on some uh, parents of these uh, of these kids that uh, are that were uh, opposed to this uh, transgender policy, and uh, you know, so now that she's resigned, and the uh, the head of the the superintendent has been forced to apologize, but he has not as yet left his left his job and uh, that should be a minimum of, of punishment for for somebody that that conducts themselves like like these two have uh, resignation is the least uh, of what should happen to them they should be brought up on criminal charges um, if this plays out any further and more more stuff comes out which is which is damning and incriminating then these people need to go to jail they need to yeah. go to jail right and I mean, those, how many, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That is, that is so horrible. And uh, the father to be beaten because he's, uh, first of all, a father's going to stand up for their child. And yeah. if, um, you know, if he's like, has the kind of attitude that I have, you know, he'd like his, to get his hands on that individual that harmed his daughter and, oh, uh, yeah. you know, change his appearance a little bit. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's uh, just shows you, Bruce, how low the left will go. There is no low for them. They will go all the way down to hell. It's just um, they don't care uh, about anything that has to do with a righteous standard. They, they are, they've just gone to the other side as far as I'm concerned. And by the way, Bruce, why don't you give out the, uh, the call-in number so that folks can right. do- smile and dial in and join the yeah. conversation. Sure. It's uh, again the area code here at, at WAM is uh, three seven three four eight two two sixteen hundred, and and you know Ron, uh, we're having a school board meeting over here in uh, in the in the Gross Points on October twenty fifth, and uh-huh. we are very concerned that a lot of this stuff has seeped into our school our school system here our government school system, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a copy of the actual letter sent by the NSBA to the Biden administration asking that the, uh, that the uh, Justice Department get involved in, uh, in checking out these so-called domestic terrorists. And what I'm going to do, Ron, is I'm going to hold that letter up in front of my school board, and I'm going to ask them if they're familiar with this letter. And if they are, chances are by now they've already read it, right? Because it's, uh, it's been yes. out now for this is dated September 29th. And folks, you can go uh, onto the NSBA website and get that, uh, that that letter, so you can be armed with the proper ammunition when you go up to talk to your school board about this type of thing. And I'm going to ask them, okay, if they're aware of it, if they if they've read the letter and what they think of it, and if they condemn it, 
that I'm going to ask them, are you going to condemn it? Are you going to uh, endorse it? And if they do anything other than condemn what's in that letter, the violation of constitutional rights, the tarring and feathering and smearing of law-abiding parents, tax-paying parents, and people who don't have kids, either, like, like, like my wife and I do. We don't have kids either, but our property taxes go to pay their salaries to support these schools. And to have this, this garbage being taught, uh, critical race theory, this transgender nonsense, uh, you know, this, this mask mandate, which does a lot more harm to, uh, to the kids than being, uh, than, than being out of the classroom. Because this is, you're talking about their physical condition. I will demand their immediate resignation. And if they do not resign, Ron, I am going to help spearhead a recall campaign against each and every one of these people. And if they're, if they're not recalled, then we're going to work as hard as we can to get them off the school board and get some responsible parents in there who know what's best for their kids. And yeah. also, I'm well, that's good. Them. That's good. Bruce. This, see, this is a perfect example of what we talk about getting involved folks. And we urge everyone to get involved in this fight for liberty in our country, whether it's uh, dealing with the school board, whether it's dealing with uh, even running for office uh, for your local city, uh, whether it's just showing up in the meetings and, and, and getting involved. And another way of getting involved, Bruce, is for parents to start teaching their children on their own about the Bill of Rights and our Constitution, the law book. Just like they want their children to go to school and learn how to drive, we have to learn how and what it is to be an American, because how can you be what you don't know about? And yeah. purposefully, the government school system have been making sure that generation after generation knows less and less about what it means to be a true American. That is why 50% of Americans now are in favor, still after all this time, in favor of open borders. And yeah. call people like, uh, whether it's you or I or Greg Abbott or Ron DeSantis, because we want our borders to be secured. We, we're called bigots and racist, xenophobes yep. and things of that nature. It just yep. goes on and on and on. And if a right. nation, here's something very important, Bruce, if a nation refuses to take care of their children and point them in the right direction and to protect the, the unborn, the least of these, as Jesus would say, if a nation is unwilling to protect that, then the nation is cooked. The nation is on its road to um, demise. And uh, the United States of America, the greatest nation in the history of mankind. I, I love this nation, but she has to, to, to right some of these wrongs, like the abortion issue, like what's going on in our government school systems, uh, and so on and so on. And what's going on in Washington, D.C., and the false preachers across the land. Uh, they're just as guilty as the false teachers. So, right. and, and so we, we have our work cut out, Bruce. But I yep. am convinced that if we get involved, we can win this. What say you? Well, I think so, too. And the thing is, also, you also have to, to, uh, to uh, highlight the complicity of the, uh, the federal government in this, in this whole critical race theory thing. Because what we're, being, what we're being told constantly in these school board meetings is that this stuff is not being taught yet. And this is another <laughs> question I've got for my board real quick here. I, w uh, I want to know if who, gets, who supplies their educational materials. And if it's a if it's a company called uh, called uh, Panorama Education, then you know darn well that that they are supplying critical race theory materials because the uh, the uh, the father-in-law uh, or Merritt Garland is the father-in-law of this the head of this organization, which is also bankrolled by Mark Zuckerberg. 
Wow. Have you read about this? This is crazy. That says that says it all right there. Right now, now uh, Rebecca Garland is married to a man named Zan Tanner. Zan Tanner, rather, co-founder of Panorama Education in Boston. Uh, now, Panorama Education collects something which is known as social and emotional data from kids K to 12. They are also mm-hmm. the largest supplier of critical race theory uh, curriculum. In the in the country, and anybody who tells you, and when next time Ron, one of your liberal neighbors tells you that this is not being taught in the schools, tell them about what Gavin Newsom has just done. Do you know? Hey, uh, you, Bruce, can you on that, or or you want me to take? Hey, hey, Bruce. If they yeah. say that, you call them a liar. Uh, but <laughs> someone who wants to, sh- someone who wants to to share the truth is on the phone lines on the um, WAM phone lines. Her name is Ruth from Willis. And uh, we welcome her to Art of Michigan. Hello, Ruth, and welcome. Hello. Um, I just wanted to give an announcement. There is a meeting happening this afternoon. It's called Save Our Children, Save Our Country, today, October 16th. And it's happening uh, at the Willis Baptist Church at 8687 Bunton Road in Willis. And this is a presentation on what is happening in the public schools given by Iona Rugg, a retired public school teacher, a union dropout, a whistleblower, and a daughter of a legal immigrant from socialism. She has made an ongoing effort to inform patients in public school that the system of the schools are using our children to indoctrinate them. You will learn what is and what is not being taught to our children. This event is free. Bring your family and friends to this informative event. This afternoon at 6 p.m. at the Willis Baptist Church, 8687 Bunton Road in Willis. She will be speaking uh, on uh, October uh, that is October 14th at 6 p.m. in Okemos. Also, all right. Well, we thank you so much for uh, sharing that great information with us, and uh, we urge everyone who can to show up and uh, learn about uh, what's what's really going on the, in the government school systems. Thank you, Ruth, for joining us. Hey, and thank uh, you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye now. Well, Bruce, uh, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about, about the people coming together and uh, uh, strengthening ourselves through knowledge. Knowledge is power, and uh, that's what we've got to do, man. And uh, uh, speaking of power, um, this 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 situation with I don't know if you heard me earlier in the broadcast when I was talking about Kyrie Irving of the NBA, yeah. the, the lambasting yeah. he is receiving. Uh, he can now no longer hone his craft or participate in his craft because he took a choice. Um, talk about needing to learn about the Constitution and our Bill of Rights. Talk about they're just taking away his ability to earn a living. Uh, all because he made a choice. Now, if the vaccines were so great, Bruce, why in Sam Hill, why, why, why do they need to persecute those of us who have chosen not to take the jab? I, I, just, I just have to continue to, to ask that question because many well, people have taken the jab, are getting sick, and that is what is causing what they call the variant. What a word, the yeah. variant. Uh-huh. Um so it, it, it's just reeks of hypocrisy. 
It, it sure does. And, and the thing is, it's, uh, it's, it's, when you look at, uh, people like, uh, like Pelosi and like, uh, like, uh, Newsom, who's, uh, who mandated that, uh, that the CRT be taught in the public schools or government schools out in California. You look at uh-huh. the AOs, but you look at all these, all these people in positions of power. You know, they're out there wearing black masks. Oh, know. we're up, we're up against the heartbreak, okay. Bruce. All right. Well, we'll, we'll be, we'll be right time. back. Uh, so just hang we got more, much more coming up in the second half. So stay tuned. Uh, 1600, right back at you. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And welcome back. This is Ron Edwards along with Bruce Flurry. And uh, you are listening to Art of Michigan, the Abolitionist Roundtable on 1600 WAAM Ann Arbor. And welcome one, welcome all, and of course, feel free to smile and dial in and join the conversation. Uh, you know, Bruce, um, when yeah. you have um, this phony pandering uh, from the government, when they talk about uh, that they're working for us, when they say that um, they are upholding the Constitution, which is yeah. uh, the furthest thing from the truth, just want to talk to you just a little bit about uh, pandering, the condescending and false um, actions of the federal government when it comes to our uh, Constitution. Is there anything, Bruce, about this so-called presidential administration that isn't phony, pandering, condescending or false somehow uh, when, when she's supposed to be minding our southern border? Vice President uh, Kamala Harris found yeah. time to take a little video for NASA. And that was embarrassing, man. I, I, I looked at that and I cringed, not because I was embarrassed for, for myself, but I was embarrassed for my nation and yeah. what this looks like on the world stage. Can well, you, you know, imagine yeah. what people like, uh, I don't know, Putin were thinking, Xi Jinping, the leader of France, the leaders yeah. of Israel, um, the African nation leaders, because, you know, everything we do is shown all over the world, the good, bad and the ugly. Yeah. And for any government official to do what she did is just out and out uh, embarrassing. And um, I don't know, man, it's and but, you know, as my dad used to say, the government officials you see in office are nothing more than a reflection of we the people. So she is a reflection of this country, which is a collection of people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, if, if this and the world says, well, if this is the best they can come up with, <laughs> is it any wonder that the world is turning away from the United States of America? Um, did you hear in the United Nations I think the United States got the fewest votes in history, in its history concerning the United Nations um, human rights. I think it's the human rights board or whatever. Um, Trump took us out of there. And that's 
we should have stayed out. In fact, we should kick the United uh, Nations out of this country uh, because it's nothing but uh, another avenue of bleeding us dry. But my God, Bruce, what are we going to do? I mean, um, this federal government has gone off the rails as far as I'm concerned. There is nothing that is very good about uh, the federal government. This government has officially, in my opinion, turned against this nation. It is an enemy from within, of you know, from every uh, corner. What say you? Well, you know, and I think that we and we discussed both these issues yesterday, uh, Harris, and and now uh, this this the UN uh, the UN business. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We need to be we need to be done with the United Nations. Wash our hands, um, and of that organization, send them off to Geneva or uh, Beijing or Moscow, wherever they feel more, uh, more at home and, you know, bulldoze that entire site where that, where that the UN building stands now and do like the Romans did, throw, you know, throw salt all over the place and nothing will ever grow there again. Um, it's interesting that, uh, speaking of the, uh, the UN building, it's interesting. This is a little off, off, off uh, off on a tangent, but I saw, I, I, I saw something on, uh, on my social media, uh, post that, uh, uh, it's a local site, and it showed a artist rendering of a proposed United Nations building in 1944, which was supposed to be situated on Belle Isle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Thank God that fell through. But, and you know, the uh, City Hall of Detroit was modeled after the United Nations building. And yeah. Bruce, I've got a question for you. Another question. Is it time to end the two-party charade? And the reason why I ask this is because one of the things that characterizes totalitarian societies of both the left and the so-called and the right is the existence of a single party. And I'll explain this. Now, this was a key feature of Nazi Germany, the National Socialist of Germany, the Communist of Russia, as it is today in China, North Korea, Cuba, Venezuela, elsewhere. Um, the government of Detroit, <laughs> but the globalist conspirators who have controlled the invisible government of the United States since the beginning of the past century created something much better to fool the people. It's called two parties, the Republicans and the Democrats. Now, originally, I have to admit, Bruce, originally the Republican Party was good. It was founded to oppose slavery. Right. And uh, eventually it evolved into a country club Republican Party. Uh, it was revived under Ronald Reagan. Then it went kind of dormant until the uh, emergence of the Trump movement. We were fooled under George W. Bush. Uh, but for the most part, it has been the kiss butt party. And I'll explain what I mean. The latest great example, Deputy Drupalong, Mitch McConnell. What did he do when they had the Democrat Party in the crosshairs. All they had to do was allow the Democrat Party to fold on its own self in concerning the issue of the um, the debt ceiling. Um, and all they had to do was stress cutting spending by maybe getting ready, rid of, let's say if you get rid of the Department of Education or which is the most harmful uh, department there or the IRS, cut one of those out, you cut a lot of spending, right? A very important long-term goal of the current ongoing psych-op operations against the American people is to make gullible, gullible Gulliver, 
brainwashed Americans believe that the Democrat and Republican parties are opposing entities. Wasn't it Will Rogers who said there isn't a dime's worth of difference between the two parties? Wasn't it Will Rogers or am I mistaken there? But this is nothing new. As early as 1968, after running as a third party candidate opposing Republican uh, Richard M. Nixon, the Democrat and Hubert Humphrey, Alabama's Governor George Wallace put it very clear. He said, also, there isn't a dime's worth of difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. You have the Democrats who are admittedly on a mad mission to quickly destroy the country. And that's been the case for a long time, okay, with the exception of John Kennedy. Um, And the Republicans, as they jokingly say, used wanted to do it uh, gradually, while uh, the Democrats wanted to burn it down quickly wholesale. Well, he was absolutely right. Unfortunately, today, there's not a penny's worth of difference between the two of them. And when you think of what a penny is worth today compared to what it was in 68, there's almost no difference. It's just oh. a small, tiny degree and great actors. And you have a refusal of Republicans, whether it's the legislature here in Michigan. There have been cases, uh, Bruce, that has been brought to my attention where Republicans have threatened people like David Jima and others who really want to do the right thing have yeah. threatened these people with physical harm. Wasn't Democrats, but Republicans. So I say to you, I submit to you, sir, that there is hardly any difference left between the Republican and the Democrat Party. The only big difference is their platforms. The Republican Party does have a beautiful platform. And we have to become more discerning as to whom we elect as our Republican representatives. Or should we do away with the two-party system? Let's see well, you on that. Well, well you know, you're, you're, I am in complete agreement, first of all, with Will Rogers, what he said, uh, you know, about uh, you know, not, not a dime's worth of difference. Uh, you're, you're seeing it, especially with people like McConnell, Romney, uh, uh, um, Murkowski, the, the usual suspects. And uh, uh, just let you know, folks, we're at uh, the 945 mark here on the Abolitionist Roundtable in Michigan, uh, 734-822-1600. And, uh, you know, before we get to the Edwards notebook, we got a few minutes to kind of kick this around. Um, you know, I, and I long ago came to the realization that uh, their really party affiliation doesn't really mean, mean a thing. You have to have the proper philosophical base, the proper moral grounding, the proper moorings in, uh, con- in constitutional, uh, constitutional uh, 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 law and that type of thing to... Uh, in order to distinguish yourself from all these all these bland, uh, wishy-washy, uh, vanilla candidates who who talk a good game, you know. And Andrew Breitbart said this years ago that uh, he's going to fight not only against the uh, the forces of the, the left, but also against those within his own party who say what they think you want to hear, but do not have the best interests of this country at heart. And unfortunately, uh, Ron, I think that might have been what cost him his life. You know, uh, they say a heart attack and that type of thing. I don't know. The jury's still out on that. But, um, yeah, uh, I think the two-party system can be salvaged, but you have to have clear delineations, not just saying what you mean, but meaning what you say, and acting upon that. The Republican Party, uh, for years, Ron, 
and lost so many elections that they got used to it. And be yep. a good loser, you know, good sports and that type of thing. And the Democrats will let you have an, uh, an election here and there just to, just to make it look good, right? Uh, what we got to realize, Ron, is that we are up against probably the worst example of, of, of racketeering in the country right now, worse than the mafia, worse than the, the, than the drug cartels, the Democrat Party. That's what we're up against. These people yeah. will nothing to destroy you, and they even destroy their own people. So, you know, we can't just wait for them to, to implode or anything like that. We've got to... We've got to just do away with the Mitch McConnells of the world and get some some people that have a strong philosophical base, a strong moral compass in there to make sure that there is a difference. And more than a difference, yeah. the difference between the parties. Yeah. Uh, we can, we can salvage we need to have We need to have people like John Adams spoke about, uh, virtuous people, virtuous leaders, because and he said about the Constitution, the Constitution is only works in a of, of our of a constitution of, of our type only works in a uh, in a country with a fair with a uh, a, a, a virtuous and uh, and holy electorate. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the thing is, um, you remember Carol Quigley? He was one of the ones yeah. who uh, helped uh, mold the thinking processes of Bill Clinton. Carol Quigley was in favor of the of exactly and in fact promoted. Uh, and helped perfect what is going on right now, this um, bait-and-switch or, or tomfoolery with the the two parties working as one but fooling the American people into thinking there's actually two. And yeah. uh, when, in fact, it was Mitch, Deputy Drupalong McConnell, who said it is the duty of the Republican Party to lose with dignity and not make trouble for themselves or the Democrats. Now that's out of uh, his mouth this year. So um, talk about tragedy, tragedy in hope. In fact, that's uh, the book that was written by Quigley back in, I think in the mid sixties sometime. But you know, uh, this is dangerous. And we talk about the, the two parties. I throw a few names in there and everything, but this is very dangerous and it could spell the end to our great republic right now since they are both working together and they've gotten us into a, a hell of a situation concerning China, the Middle East, and other very dangerous um, in, uh, situations that could uh, bring this country down. And uh, you've got uh, states, um, globalists working in concert with them, like uh, Governor Newsom of California, who is now, they banned older trucks. And that is one of the reasons why you're having such a situation as far as the distribution of goods uh, across the country, uh, causing ships to now have to go through the Panama Canal and up the East Coast. And... uh, it, it, it's it's it, I never thought that our country growing up, I never thought if you had told me as a little boy growing up that we would have this kind of a situation in this country, even as a little boy, I would have wanted to slap you because I never thought I was naive like my dad and like Ronald Reagan. We believe that the American people would see how great things are and would fight to preserve it no matter what. But yet here we are, Bruce, and it's very heartbreaking. Well, uh, it's almost one, time for the Edwards Notebook, but I'm sure you have, you have something to say. Right. Well, I was just going to say, uh, uh, speaking of uh, 
this is this is not this will not be a heartbreaking uh, moment. This is the Edwards Notebook and exclusively here on Wham and Derek. Uh, take it away. On March 6, 1956, President Dwight D. Eisenhower described the demented and demonically inspired Democrat Party of today. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. It was 63 years ago, according to a speech by President Dwight D. Eisenhower, who addressed a very real problem in American government. Eisenhower stated, quote, If a political party does not have its foundation in the determination to advance a cause that is right and that is moral, then it is not a political party. It is merely a conspiracy to seize power. Unfortunately, the Democrat Party fits that description to the T. In every aspect of society, leftist Democrats have either seized control or have destroyed the integrity of certain organizations, like the majority of Christian churches, that are misled by crooked Democrat preachers, support the murder of innocent babies, and the Catholic charities, working feverishly with Democrats to flood our republic with illegal border crossers in order to destroy the integrity of what it means to be truly free. Wake up, America! The time for dawdling is all over. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And uh, we're back uh, real quick. I wanted to remind folks that uh, when you buy Constitutional Grounds Coffee, the coffee you want in your cup, uh, when you uh, use the promo code uh, ART2020, uh, you will receive... um, uh, the part of your purchase price will go to the uh, uh, support of this great broadcast. I just wanted to remind you guys of that. So go ahead and purchase Constitutional Grounds Coffee and support Art of Michigan. Well, Bruce, uh, we have uh, Walter on the phone and uh, from Yipesalanti. Hello, Walter, and welcome to Art of Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like the way you put that Ypsilanti thing. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I had a white guy to give them a nickname the other day. Uh, they got so many nicknames, must be because of, I don't know who's running the place, Democrats. And so as it is, they get everything they deserve. But anyway, I want to add to this conversation about, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Here we go, Here we go quiz time. Okay. Who gave us, who gave us the first, uh, installation of Barack Insane Ali Rashid Rahid Sam Obama. And it's, it's late, right? Who gave us talking about Ron and Bruce? Who gave us which Republican? Uh, how can I say infiltrator Republican infiltrator who was planted by Satan himself, just like Jesus mentioned in the book of uh, Matthew, the parable of the sower, about how Satan planted the tares among the wheat. So I'm going to liken it to the political realm. Who, okay. Which Republican that was supplanted by Satan first time around gave us Ali Obama? Uh, I'm just going to take a wild guess. Uh, was it Deputy Drupalong um, Mitch McConnell? <laughs> That's a good name. That's a good nickname for him, isn't it? <laughs> they call him Granny and everything else. It was his people like him. Uh, he's a, Mitch McConnell is a fraud, fake phony. He's a, he's a, he's a, he was planted by Satan to infiltrate 
the the pure platform of the like you said, Ron, the platform is great of the Republican Party when they were started, the reason they were started. But we got we got infiltrators like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham and others. But what I was getting to, who gave us who props these people up? Like people like Mitch McConnell and them. They prop up a worthless Republicans. So what I'm saying is who gave us Barack Obama the first time? They propped it up John McCain. Who gave us Barack Obama? Oh, that's right. Time? You're right. They propped You're it up right. who? Mitch Barron, Mitch uh, they propped it up uh, Mitt Romney, who a lot of evangelicals probably to their own demise didn't vote for, so they gave us an automatic second term of Barack. And these people do this stuff in advance. They give us people. They and we're and we're stuck with the same dilemma, guys. Oh my goodness! I well, I might as well just swallow my pride. Any uh, the worst Republican is better than the best Democrat. So I'm going to vote for Mitch McConnell. I'm, no, I'm going to I'm going to root for for Mitt Romney. I'm going to root for John McCain. So we were forced to vote for these people because we were stuck with them. And I guarantee you this: every time uh, infiltrate a Republican like Mitch McConnell them prop up a name of a Republican who we're stuck with that will guarantee you four or eight years of another dirty Democrat. It's the same old thing. It's a pattern with yeah. Republicans. And, that's true. Um, you know, the, Walter, that's true. Um, uh, you're, you're so spot on with that. And so that's the thing we have to do. To We have to clean up the situation with the Republican Party. The, the Democrats, you, there is no in my opinion, hope for them. But the Republicans, we do have to clean up. We have to to, 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 to just clean house, get a big hose and just just wash them out of there because uh, um, they're helping the Democrats destroy this country. Um, that's yeah. why the Republicans, many of them, they hate Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's yeah. why they hated Donald Trump because Marjorie Taylor and Greene and Donald Trump and are sincere about their love for this country and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and uh, they're sincere in their desire to see we, the people, live in a wonderful, a strong United States of America, constitutionally limited Republican. Most Republicans do not have that strong of a backbone, first of all, and they don't have that strong of a concept uh, to what it, they don't understand or they don't care about what it means to really fight for for true liberty and justice for all. They don't They don't get it. Or they refuse remember, to stand by it if they do get it. You remember, John, you guys remember that drunkard we had as the Speaker of the House on the Georgie Bush, uh, John Boehner? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, the crying, the crying wonder. That's right, I said it. Drunkard. This guy would go behind back doors and hang out with Rashid Obama and play golf with him. Get along yep. with him and come back yep. and have us thinking that he was for us, but he never was. He tra- oh, by yeah. the way, he's been showing his true colors. So I don't, in fact, nobody knows the guy is lately. Um, he didn't disappeared into oblivion. Good riddance. But these people like, like, uh, my man, uh, uh, this, this idiot we got in the white house. These, these Republicans are his buddies. They, they get along with him. Uh, Lindsey Graham said he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's, he's honest. So we can't. 
so when you have Lindsey Graham saying things like that, that means you cannot trust Lindsey Graham. Walter, I want to thank you for joining us and uh, call earlier next week. And uh, it's it, you always have great remarks. And I want to thank you for uh, tuning in and uh, calling in as well. And uh, we look forward to our next conversation with you. Thanks so much. And you're listening to Art of Michigan. Uh, I'm Ron Edwards. And we've got Bruce Fleury there. And Bruce, uh, you have any uh, anything to add to the conversation? Walter uh, brought some uh, great comments there. Well, Walter said, uh, Walter said it all. And folks, yeah. that's about all the time we have for today for our today's broadcast. As Ron, as always, I want to thank you for sitting on the broadcast, as well as uh, our intrepid producer, engineer, and call screener, Eric Stone, who handles our control board so admirably. But most of all, I want to thank all of you who have been so gracious with your participation and your financial support, which have kept us on the air. Thank you for listening, calling, and lending in your input. Without you, we are truly nothing. And so please God bear bless in America, and may America bless God. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.